This message is brought to you by Alliance Bible Church located in Mequon, Wisconsin. Our vision is to captivate generations with the satisfying gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about Alliance Bible Church or other resources, please check out our website, myabc.church. Our vision is captivating generations with the satisfying gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to be a gospel-centric, Jesus-obsessed church. Okay? We want to have one-track minds, one-track minds that hone in on the gospel with unflinching courage. We want to be a, a church that preaches the full-orbed gospel of Jesus Christ, not a truncated version of it. There are plenty of churches that cherry-pick the gospel. They keep the things they like. They jettison the things they don't. But only a full-orbed gospel possesses the power to save and transform. Everything we do here should advance one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything we do here should create an obsession for one person, Jesus Christ. So somebody asked me when we were done with the, uh, the, 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 the worship center here, somebody came up to me and said, well, what are we doing next? And I said, I don't know about you, but I'm taking a nap. That's what we're doing next. Uh, after my nap, we'll, we'll start thinking about some of the dreams in the future. Let me mention three. You've heard some of these before, some of these you've not heard before. Three dreams. Number one, pastoral residency. I have a heart to see our church become a hub for pastoral residencies. When Bible college students, seminary students graduate, they often have a lot of things still to learn about the practicals, practicalities of leading in a church. I would like to see our church become a hub for these graduates to come as residents and cut their teeth in ministry. It's a safe environment to do so. It'll help them learn to, to serve and lead in a gospel-centered church. Now, Lord willing, over the course of the next several months, we're going to put on paper a draft of the structure for our residency here. And right now, I am praying that God gives us our first resident by September of next year, that we have our first resident here and we're trying it. We're getting it going one year from now. Second dream is church planting, church planting. Cities and, and communities need more churches than anyone thinks. Cities and communities need more churches than anyone thinks. There are numerous reasons for this. So as many, as, as many churches as Southeast Wisconsin has, it still needs many more who faithfully preach the gospel. My dream is to see Alliance Bible Church become a church planting domino. We plant a church that then plants a church that then plants a church and so on. We've begun initial conversations about that with our denomination, the Christian Missionary Alliance. We're going to need them to walk alongside us as we uh, launch this, as we start this. And my prayer is that Southeast Wisconsin be saturated with gospel-centric, Jesus-obsessed churches. That's not going to happen in my lifetime or yours. That's my prayer now. And maybe one day, if God allows the decades to continue, the story we'll hear in heaven is of the dozens of churches that came out of this place that lifted high the name of Jesus. Now, in order for us to do that, in order for us to have a church planting DNA among us and in us, our collective ministry mindset is gonna need to be recalibrated. Uh, one pastor describes it this way. He says, we need to think of Alliance Bible Church not as a cruise liner 
but an aircraft carrier. See, a cruise liner is there to offer Christian luxuries for the whole family. You got the smorgasbord of things that they offer. They put it on a menu for you, sports, entertainment, childcare services, business networking, and the list goes on and on. And if the church ever stops catering to the preferences of those on board the ship, there are plenty of other ships in the harbor. And they'll, they'll just go to one of those. That's the cruise liner mindset. We're gonna have to leave that one behind. We're gonna have to adopt an aircraft carrier mindset. Aircraft carriers equip planes to carry the battle elsewhere. The goal of the aircraft carrier is to keep the battle as far away from you as possible. You load up the planes to carry the battle to the enemy. We need to learn to see ABC as an aircraft carrier, not a cruise liner. Members need to learn to share the gospel without the help of the pastor in the community, to start ministries, start Bible studies, even churches in other places without them. Churches must become discipleship factories and sending agencies that equip their members to go out. But to do that, we're gonna need to have a different metric or an additional metric beyond size. We're gonna need to start celebrating not just how many people are coming in, but how many are going out, okay? Seating capacity fuels an even more important metric, sending capacity. Sending capacity is gonna be a key metric for us in the future. How many of our folks are willing to go? How many have gone? How many are preparing to go? The institutional church of Alliance Bible Church, not a cruise liner. We're not a cruise liner. We're being an aircraft carrier. We as individual Christians are fighter jets. So ABC exists in your spiritual maintenance to help refuel you, to rearm you, and then send you out. And that ministry mindset has to become ours as we prepare to plant churches. Third dream is theological famine relief. Theological family relief. A few years ago, I was talking with one of our lead missionaries, actually the lead missionary in Burkina Faso, West Africa. And uh, there are a number of Alliance churches there. I asked him how well trained and equipped for ministry are the pastors of these churches in the third poorest country in the world. And, uh, and he said they all have a Bible and some of them have maybe one other book and that's it. That's all they have. Books are tools for pastors. We are spiritual archaeologists. We dig and we poke. We dig and we poke. And our books help us with this work. And so when I heard that, I thought to myself, man, they're under-resourced. These pastors in Burkina Faso, West Africa, and I'm sure numerous other places are under-resourced. If the pastors are under-resourced, are the people in their congregations also under-resourced? You've already heard my dissertation on the sanctity and power of words. Books that minister God's word through them are powerful tools. And more pastors need them. They need them in their own languages. They need them in their hands. So what if we got involved in that? What if we got involved in theological famine relief where we are helping to provide good, solid, gospel-centric books to pastors around the world who don't have much? Imagine what a gift that would be to those pastors. The plan is tentative right now, but I personally want to be involved in this. Um, I have an opportunity to travel to India next summer 
to do this work with, with rural pastors in India who have very little. They've had no training. They have very little resources. They gather periodically at a city there for one week to receive some training. I've been invited to come teach. And uh, we've got to work on logistics. Traveling is a little, getting in is a little tricky right now, but, but we're going to try to make that happen. And uh, I want to be personally involved in this. It's a passion for me to see pastors in other parts of the world who are under-resourced to be resourced for ministry. Theological famine relief doesn't just happen with pastors, it can happen with people in these churches. We have brothers and sisters in Christ scattered around the world who have no access to this kind of stuff. What if we help provide that for them? Theological famine relief is even as basic as access to the scriptures. Think about this for a minute. How many known languages are there in the world today? How many known languages are there in the world today? There are 7,350 known languages in the world today. 7,350. How many of those languages have a full Bible? 692. 9% of the world's languages have a full Bible. Now, that does represent 5.6 billion people. But that also means there are 2.1 billion people who do not have a full Bible in their own language. How many languages out there have absolutely no scripture available to them? How many languages have absolutely no scripture available to them? 3,988. Nearly 4,000 of the world's 7,300 languages have no scriptures whatsoever in their own language. And how many people does that represent? 246 million people, nearly 250 million people have no access whatsoever to the scriptures in their language. 250 million with no access to the Bible in their own language. Now that dream, this dream is just in seed form, but I have started, what what if Alliance Bible Church fully funded a new translation of the Bible into a language for a people group who currently don't have access to it? What if we took care of that? What if we called up Wycliffe or UBS or one of these other organizations and said, give us a language. Give us a language. We'll adopt a language. Who's the missionary? Who are the people working with this? Give it to us. We will fund it. We will pay for the printing of the Bibles if we need to print Bibles. We will pay for the smartphones if we want to do it electronically with them. Uh, we will be the first ones on the scene to hand deliver this to them. What if we do that? What if we're a part of that? What if, what if this sparked a desire for some of you that turns into a calling for you personally to be involved in Bible translation? Maybe you're good with languages. Maybe God has given you the gift of being very uh, quick to pick up new languages. What if God puts on your heart a desire to be a part of translating the Bible into languages that don't have access to it? The dreams are big. The dreams are big, but our God is bigger. I want you to know I'm grateful to God for you, for the work we've done together so far, and for the opportunities of eternal significance that he's preparing for us in the future. Let's pray. And then we're going to close our time in celebration.
Sovereign Lord, you are building your kingdom. And we're just praying for the privilege of being involved. Doing so gives us a front row seat to watch you work in amazing ways. But with lots of ministry work in front of us, we don't just want to become activists. We want to be worshipers all the way through. In our daily lives, God, show us what it means to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow hard after Jesus. Show us what it means to have one-track minds set on Jesus and the gospel alone. In our life together as the gathered church, show us what it means to join with all the angels of heaven, to sing of your incomparable worth and your magnificent glory. We want to do that now because we want to make much, much, much of you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.